Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? They're in the computer? This is getting out of hand. Wow! Strange things are afoot. Hold the potato! Listen. You smell something. Hello and welcome to the Clear Your History podcast. I'm Steve. And I'm Megan. And uh, this is a podcast that we talk about all sorts of different crazy things and uh, have fun with the internet that is available to us. Uh, today we're going to have two stories for you and it's going to be lots of fun. What do you think? Yeah, it'd be pretty fun. Uh, you know, just to throw it out there, I did search phallic C4, <laughs> which was one of my additional search terms from last week. Uh not a lot. I mean, it, it came up with a lot of phallic-shaped jewelry and trinkets. Nothing explosive. A little bit of Pompeii action there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, but apparently no one's made a, a dick bra, you know. And so that is available. If anybody wants to make a post about phallic C4, you could be the top search. Top search guaranteed. If your <laughs> copy is good, you'll be up there. Promise. So, uh, this before we started this um, podcast, one of the rabbit holes that I went into was a rabbit hole around, well, Mel's hole. It was a literal hole. There, yeah, there's no rabbits. Um, well, there might have been. But, uh, so yeah, this is the first story, and uh, there's this guy named Mel Waters who claimed to have a bottomless pit on his property. Um, he had the property for a few years and everyone around him, all the neighbors used to use this just as a hole to dump trash in. Um, wait, where was this at? It's in, uh, he lived outside of Ellensburg, Washington. He had a big plot of land, uh, out there. It's a lot of trees. Um, it's mostly forested. It's, uh, it's old native American land and whatnot. Um, so it's kind of secluded. And all his neighbors around him and everybody in town around that area, kind of, whoever knew about the hole would, like, use it to dump, like, trash into it. Because they're like, well, whatever, there's this big hole. Um, it hasn't been filled in yet, though, even though people have been putting, like, fridges and TV tubes, dead cattle, all sorts of stuff. Um, did this hole just exist when he bought the place, or did he did it, like, appear when he was there? You know? It's been there the whole time. Okay. Um, so, I mean, they just, th- th- that's just what they used it for. And after a while, he's like, well, when is this thing going to fill in? It's just kind of weird. So, he used to be like a shark fisherman. So, he had a bunch of um, fishing lines. Wait, he was a shark fisherman? Uh, yeah, I guess shark aren't fish, but he, uh, he would. A shark hunter? Like a deep sea fisherman. Okay. So he had a bunch of fishing line. And so he's like, well, okay, this is how we find out how deep things are, is I'll put a one pound weight on the end of this fishing line and just lower it down and see how deep this thing goes. And uh, it just kept on going and going and going. And he kept on adding more and more line to it. And he got down to 45,000 feet. And he's like, well, what the hell? Maybe am I hitting water? You know, the water tables before that. So he said, this is what I'll try. I'll put some (laughs) Lifesavers roll on it, like the hard candies. (laughs) The candy? 
he put that on the end of the line and lowered it because his thought was if he lowers that down and then brings it up and then if the water has like eaten at the paper or whatever the paper and the candies will get smaller like they do in your mouth so okay so this man's logic of all the objects he could have picked to put on the edge of a gopro uh, yeah a <laughs> dental cam i don't know uh yeah he chose lifesaver roll he says that that's what it's a it's an old fishing trick but i don't really know if that makes sense how many inches is the lifesaver roll i don't know uh four Three and a half? Yeah. Three and a half inches of Lifesaver? Yeah, like four oh. four inches for the whole roll. Eight flavors, you know? You've had those. Mm. Yeah, I've had the whole roll. <laughs> but, uh, so when he brought it up, it wasn't, like, melted or there wasn't, there's no, um, sign of it being wet at any point. So he, he put it down back to another 45,000 feet? Yep. And the Lifesaver roll was clean as a whistle. 45,000 feet, yeah. That's a lot of feet. So then he just kept going down and down. Like, that's like, he's kind of funny because he's like, he was talking about how his wife was, left him, like he was separating with his wife. And so like, this was like his hobby, I guess. (laughs) Did she she leave him? Because she's just like, Mel, I'm tired of you talking about that deep hole in the yard. You're putting objects down that hole and you can't figure out how deep it is. Is my hole not deep enough for you, Mel? You got to go out in the backyard and play with that hole. Why can't you just play with my hole? (laughs) I would have made them lifesavers wet. (laughs) I don't know. I assume it's irrelevant. But, uh, yeah. So so now he's up to 83. Thousand feet, uh, eighteen spools of line is what he's using of the long stuff. So he like you, you know. Does Mel have a job? Um, I don't know. Okay. But he yells. He yelled in it. There was no echo. Um, the other weird thing about it is that the dogs will not go near it. Like his, he has some loyal dogs. He's like he's a hunter, or I don't know if he's a hunter, but I think he. He has dogs that um, are very loyal, and they always just follow him, and he doesn't have to leash him or anything, and they will not go near the fucking hole. Like, well, dogs don't like spookerinos. He brings... Yeah, that's the thought. Yeah, so if he'll put them on a leash, and they'll like dig their paws into the ground because they don't want anything to do with this thing. I saw cry. The Conjuring. They moved into that house. The dog was mad, barking at everything, wouldn't go in the house. Well, dogs get rid of spooks, right? They don't get rid of them. They don't like them. Well, we, they might get rid of them. Well, the spooks don't like dogs either, do they? I don't know if it's a mutual agreement. We need to. We'll test it. Let's take know, the dogs to a haunted place. Well, Eli said that there was a little spookerino in his house, and then once they got Eric Crouch, his dog, um, <laughs> they don't have spookerinos. Yeah. Or maybe they just maybe now it's just whatever noise. I always thought just, they said like <laughs> dogs like dogs could sense them. Yeah. Kind of like little kids can too more oh, than. I know. Super creepy. Okay, so dog wouldn't go near this hole. Although, like, animals are leery of high up things anyway, so if they... The I dog don't, don't want to fall in a hole. Yeah, but, like, even a horse, like, you're on a trail ride or something like that, if they're not used to water and they see a water, even if it's only, you know, three, four inches sh- shallow or just three, four inches deep, they still won't go over it because it freaks them out. Yeah. So I don't know if I buy that it's spooky just because the dog won't go near it. Well, I don't know, but it's three and a half yards wide. 
with stone sides down. So it's like retaining wall. So it's, it's like all like nine, ten feet wide. Yep. And he he finished it himself. He didn't do any of this. This was already here. Oh jeez. When did he get the place? I don't know. He said he's been there for a few years. This was in '97. Okay, so early '90s. Yeah. But uh, the other thing, the other lore to it was there's this guy, um, a Native American guy, who said that he went there. He's like a shaman. And he went there with his dad in the 60s. And so he knows about the hole, but he hasn't seen it in, like since he was a kid. Okay. And his dad was <clears throat> telling him about it and whatever. Did his dad have any reasoning behind it? Well, you know, um, Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth theory. Wait, is this about Hollow Earth theory? It's a little bit about Hollow Earth. You, you know what bothers me, though? is that <laughs> The neighbors are throwing trash into a hole. Yeah, well, fucking... What are you going to do with your trash? You got to put it in a hole. You, know, you put it in the trash can and they haul it to the ocean. That's no, but how like, we work. <laughs> you know, this is out in the country. It's not like, you know, it's not like waste management comes and picks it up. They got to haul it themselves. So all those holes a lot, You know, a lot of people burn their trash in their yards when you live out in the middle of nowhere. Everyone you know? likes a convenient hole. Yeah, and this is a great <laughs> hole that you can... You can dump anything into it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, you know no what I'm consequences. Uh. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so it's like it's weird because it's like finished d- down 15 feet, so it's like a well, I guess, but then it uh, doesn't go to water, it doesn't go to anywhere. Okay. Um, so all the all the neighbors in the community know about it, like I said, um, and then he, this one guy told him that he dropped his dead dog down the hall, and then he swears that he saw the dog resurrected running around in the forest when he was hunting with an, another dog, I guess. But uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, it looked just like my dog. It had the same motherfucking collar and leash that I... Or not the leash, but like the, the collar. tag. Yeah. And he's like, it's the same thing as, as my Was it dog. a black lab with a red collar? Because I think I saw 15 today. Well, no, but it was a spooky spook. I, I don't know. Okay. And there's no like. Did you? Are there, is there any lore about holes <laughs> besides your mom's? Hey yo. I mean, about like, is this the only hole like it? I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, there's a couple devil's holes, but like most of them aren't like going to uh, never ending. Okay. Um, there's another hole in Nevada that. Um, I think they know where the bottom is, and it's kind of weird because there's like there's there's this one type of fish that's only there. So it's a fishy hole. Oh, what were they called? What were those called? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> are you? What are you searching right now? Hole in Nevada. <laughs> Fish, fishy hole in Nevada because you're gonna get some inappropriate stuff. <laughs> the Devil's Hole pupfish. Pupfish. Hole in Nevada with fish. Okay, you look that up and it says, The Devil's Hole pupfish is a species of fish native to the Devil's Hole, a geothermal aquifer-fed pool with a limestone cavern. That sounds fake. So there's... So there's... No, it's real. It's actually documented. And there's people and they're like actually making sure that these pupfish are taken care of because they are only found at this spot. Like... It's a, a little bit extra warm than other water because it's um, geothermal, you know? So it's kind of cool. Well, you know, maybe they're alien fish. 
No, I don't know. Maybe we're all aliens. <laughs> all right. So, so this guy, um, I didn't want to bring this up at the beginning because you might not think that it's real, but this <laughs> guy, um, Mel, went on Art Bell's Coast to Coast AM radio show. Of course he did. And told all about this, and that was in 97. So three years later, um, like on the show, he was talking about like how you know maybe the government might be interested in this because... You know, Art was talking about how the government needs, like, good places to... Put like, trash? Get rid of nuclear waste. Oh, yeah, let's just put it into the earth. That makes sense, you it's know. It's like, goes, it's a bottomless hole. Yeah, but I could say that about a thousand women. <laughs> Why do you keep equating it to women? I don't know. Just that is, is sexist. It's a gross name. Mel's Hole. Mel's Hole. Not Melanie. His name is, like, Mel Brooke. It's his wife. Three years later, he calls back for part two of the Art Bell show. So this is like 2000. So he says, since he made the whole public. <laughs> okay. You're the one doing this, okay? After a while, he got a knock on his door by the United States government saying that there was a plane crash in the area and that he had to leave his property so they can investigate the plane crash and clean up. The so there was a plane crash that he didn't... Did he see a plane no, crash? No, didn't hear anything, himself? didn't see any smoke. Did the plane crash into the hole? Um, It's bullshit. It's a bullshit story. There was no plane crash. The were government they, just needed to take over his... Hole. His hole. His public hole. So Were they wearing black suits? Um, Probably, but I don't think they're Mibs. Okay. So he saw no smoke around. They said... um. It would be really easy, like, because he was arguing with them, and the government was like, it would be really easy for us to say that you had a drug lab on this. And um, Mel's been like, he is not marijuana or any, like, actual drug, but, like, he's been growing this desert drug. Okay. These desert plants and trying to find... Uh, like medical uses for this stuff, and it's like, okay, <laughs> okay this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's. I like how you're trying to defend him right now. How many hours did you watch of this? It's, it's, it's like uh, I don't know. It's, what's the what's the the cactus the peyote? Peyote. Like it's. I'm assuming it's something like peyote that he's trying to to research and stuff like that. Um, what is his profession? I'm Radio more, guest? <laughs> I'm more interested in Mel than the whole. He doesn't uh, go into that, really. But, like, so then... Um, so, as a hobby, he's growing desert drugs for his own personal research into medicinal value. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can like, na- like Native American medicine-y type shit. And so, uh, he kept arguing with the... Um, with the government over a few days and they reached a settlement where they would pay Mel a quarter of a million dollars to lease his land indefinitely. And he really... Uh, how, a quarter of a million dollars... Every... Per month. Oh, Sorry, per oh, month. Oh, my. So that's... So Mel doesn't need a job. Well, because Mel's getting three mil a year, so... Tax-free? I don't know, I guess. I... <laughs> You get your money from the government, do they take so, it back? I don't know, but what is the... 
Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what is the government doing with uh, the hole? Putting probes down there. Is this like Stargate? They're, are they going to send a person down putting there? Like, putting like mentally handicapped Russian people down there, doing a little Roswell action. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god. But um, so, so then they also helped him relocate to Australia because that was a part of the deal. He's like... Okay, this is where you lost me, because Australia does not exist. We know this from the Flat Earth theories. Australia only exists in Photoshop, so they're going to send this guy Mel to Australia, which doesn't exist. Sounds pretty good for the government. Doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, we'll send you to Australia, which is just one guy mispronounced Austria. <laughs> Okay, okay, and be- and believe this or not, when he was in Australia with his millions of dollars, he used it to, uh, so he took some of his plants there, so he was doing plant research, but he was also helping, uh, doing research and helping save the wombat. <laughs> so, pooping squares. Cubes, Wombats, the yes. Cube, yeah, so from that was from the first episode, so I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> So he took an invasive. He took a species from North America, North American deserts to Australia, which is probably now maybe an invasive species. And Mel might bring down Australia. Well, you know Ecosystem. how Australia loves their rabbits and dingoes, so maybe there might be some crazy thing like that. Also, the other thing that he said was that the government helped him bring his dogs down to Australia. And usually, when you like intercontinentally. Move. Intercontinentally? Yeah, right? Or uh, outer? I know, I just thought you said continent was funny. God. <laughs> Usually when you do that with dogs, like they have to be quarantined for a long time to make sure that right. they're not spreading any... Yeah, and they have a lot of vaccinations. Evasive and... bullshit. So, um, yeah. They like apparently hooked him up. So then three years later... So he's back on the show now. It's three years later. Now it's 2000. The first call was in 97. So now he came back to the U.S. to help his nephew move. His nephew was moving from Tacoma. That's it. Okay. Tacoma. Tacoma, Washington. Or is it in Washington? Yeah. From Tacoma to um, Seattle or some shit like that. And that's why he was back in the United States. And then all of a sudden he woke up after being out for 12 days in San Francisco. Melded. Yeah. And, you know, it just keeps going after that. Um, I, when I researched it the first time, not this time today when I researched this again, I remember they were talking about this hole has, like, dark light that comes out of it, which doesn't make any sense, but it says, like, there's a beam that comes out of it. Of dark light. Are there any images, video? There are... Yeah, I mean, this is where I got it from, but I don't think they're actual images of the actual hole. And also, I haven't looked it up, but apparently on Google Maps, there's a, like, a blank spot, like, a, you know, like, in Nevada around Area 51, the government puts, like, little blocks over the Google satellite images Mm -hmm. there's one of them over their area interesting but there's also a united states uh government base around that area anyways so that i was there before i don't know (laughs) 
it's all it's all stupid and um it could be true but um the earth is hollow that's that's for what sure. you're saying is earth is hollow it could be and uh this could be a place where the aliens go in and out of the hollow earth or it could be just somebody trying to become famous by calling into a radio station i think it's interesting like i, I don't want to just discredit it but it's something that i would want to see like evidence of you know yeah, so we encourage our Go listeners. throw your dead dog into the well. Also, Mel said that like in his will, he wrote that he wanted his body to be disposed of in the hole. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll be resurrected. And then like zombie Mel yelling about some hole in the afterlife. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I always have a hard time with these ones because it's like, I want to believe. <laughs> It's sloppy, but it's interesting, and I enjoyed researching this. I am also enjoyed hearing about it, and I'm glad that you were searching uh, holes. (laughs) Various holes. Various holes. Famous holes. Famous holes of unquestionable (laughs) depth. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's fun. We all got questionable waste, but what is a safe, no questions asked, Zero repercussion solution for all that refuse. Introducing Mel's Hole Waste Solutions. Drop that shit in a bottomless pit and move on with your life. Well, I don't really want to discuss the details, but I highly recommend Mel's Hole Waste Solutions. Try it today. Located somewhere near Ellensburg, Washington. I, uh, I was at work recently and (laughs) (laughs) I was listening to a podcast that was talking about the Menendez brothers and their murder trial or murder case, I guess. Was this when um, we were getting that software uh, updated? Yes. And somebody took over your computer and you had to like, hold hold up, let me delete all these serial killer tabs I have open. No, okay. So what happened was I was listening (laughs) to something about the Menendez brothers who were these preppy teenagers in California and what the 90s... They killed their parents, both of their parents, in cold blood. They had a lot of evidence, but it was like a highly televised thing. <laughs> and his brother, one of the brothers wait, wait, had no, like this wait. shitty wig on. <laughs> wait, 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 that's what I'm getting to. Okay, so they kept talking about how Lyle, so it was Eric and Lyle Menendez, they God. killed their parents. They had a lot of evidence against them, but this was like one of the first highly publicized televised. It was when like the whole sensationalism of televising trials became a thing. And uh, anyways, Lyle... They said Lyle started going bald at age 14 Fuck. and having to wear toupees. And he wore toupees during the trial and all this. So I was listening to a podcast that was going through the murder. And if you're interested in it, go look it up, whatever. But I was Last podcast on the left. Yeah, they did that. I also listened to another podcast. But anyways, so I wanted to see what these goobers look like because... Everyone was like, oh, people, it was sensationalized because women thought they were handsome and it made them look like these innocent young boys, whatever. So I looked them up and first of all, they're goobers, (laughs) absolute goobers. But so I brought up these pictures of Lyle and Eric because I wanted to see how he looked with the toupee. And that was when this the IT lady needed to install some software on my computer. <laughs> and she uh, remoted in without really giving me any warning. And so she was working on my computer. And on one of my monitors, there were these really big pictures of Lyle and Eric. <laughs> and Dez, which is just, you know, probably kind of weird. 
but these guys aren't necessarily handsome. This guy's his toupee is just absolutely awful. It looks like he's got a Pomeranian's asshole perched on his head. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested, go look. But anyway, so when I was looking at pictures of them, and I had looked at current pictures of them, um, an article that came up um, about the Menendez brothers was that uh, they were both. One of them had to do with one of their marriages. So they were both married while incarcerated. And I was but like, what? They were married before? No. Oh, they were both literally married. Like the In act. prison. In prison. Yeah. Like, because they were very young when they were convicted. I don't remember their ages, but they were, you know, late teenagers when they were convicted of murder. So, um, yeah, they both ended up married. In prison, and I, you know, I know, I know that people get married in prison, but you never really like think about it that much. And uh, so I decided to look at these articles because I was like, "What? Who would marry this dude, and why?" Um, so Eric was married to her name was Tammy Sackoman, which is a terrible name. I'm gonna sack me a man out of prison. <laughs> But she, so she had watched his trial, his televised trial, and had become, I guess, infatuated with him. She said she sympathized with him and yada yada. But I'm guessing it's, she thought he was handsome. But she claims she wrote to him with the blessing of her then husband, Chuck. She claims that she had told her husband, Chuck, that I'm gonna, I just feel for this boy and I'm gonna write to him. Whatever. So she writes to him. They, She's older than me. I'm, yeah. So... She writes to him, and they kind of strike up a friendship, and then uh, they lost touch after Eric was convicted. So, next thing that happens within that year, Tammy's husband, Chuck, commits suicide. Because Tammy found out that he was having a sexual relationship for three years with her 15-year-old daughter. 15 to 18. So, they're both into teenagers. Yes, and he the the husband killed himself. She wait was it his daughter as well? It was his stepdaughter. Okay, but she, he kills himself. I guess that she, doesn't make it, it matter. Doesn't, but it doesn't fucking matter. It's gross. It's gross. But she reconnects with Eric. Okay, writes him a letter. They start getting. Is it on. Eric the the wig or no? No, non wig boy. Okay. So, anyways, boom, <laughs> they're still married to this day. So the other brother, I was like, wow, this is this is weird. But obviously, she had some issues in her life as well. Um, my husband done killed himself because I found out he was fucking uh, my daughter. It's terrible. But I and then just... I couldn't find anything about what happened because I couldn't find anything about what happened to that daughter because <laughs> she had another daughter who was would then call Eric her Earth dad, which I found. Creepy. She's from the hall. She's trying, no, I don't know. Either way, it's a sad story. There is nothing wrong with my origin. I am, I have an earth dad too. <laughs> <laughs> that's just speculation. So that's Eric. He's married, met her in prison. Good for him. So Lyle, as wig boy, he initially married a former model. She's a pretty good looking gal. Okay. But uh, she divorced him for cheating on her with other pen pals. As in penitentiary? No, as in <laughs> you pick up a write letter thing. Yeah. You write a letter. I you know, know. I know. 
Um, and then he ended up marrying, remarrying two years later to a magazine editor from Sacramento. So he's doing pretty well for himself. He's yeah. still married and uh, happy. Still in prison? Yeah, still in prison. And these guys were sentenced to life, I believe, so there's no option for like any conjugal visits or anything like that. They're done. So it got me thinking, like... So they're married, but they never... I mean, do they come and talk to them? Yeah. Like, they they write letters, they go visit. Yeah, they can visit them. Whatever the prison rules visits are. Cheers. Yeah, it's like a... Okay. Yeah. So it just got me thinking because there are other killers that, you know, I thought about that were also married. Like Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, was married. Uh, Ted Bundy... That was kind of a big deal because he, there's a, that's a whole nother thing. But yeah, he was married. There are a lot of prisoners get married. And I decided to search how to find a prison husband because, (laughs) because how do you do that? Like, what is the, I wanted to kind of understand what that culture is and what kind of drives people to, to go there. I don't know. I feel like that's the last place I would look for a husband, but maybe it's got its appeal. Well, um, you don't have to see them all the time. Yeah. That's a plus. That's a plus. Um, they're not always farting. Um, you don't get into arguments with them about stuff around the house. It's all all the pros of being single. But there's... You can't... <laughs> but also being married. I, no. I, I disagree. <laughs> Wait, so I just started looking at how to find a prison husband, which is not a good thing to search for because it's, and there, it's okay, weird. Okay, prisonhusbands.com. It's probably a thing and I did not go there. But, <laughs> so I will just give you guys a list of sort of the websites you can go to if you're looking for a prison pen pal. Which I found out these pen pal sites, most of them are set up as, hey, write to this person. They're interested in speaking to other people. They have to pay like a fee every month. And then they can put up pictures of themselves, and they can write, like, a bio, and then you can choose to, to, to send them Like old-school dating tapes. Yeah, kind of. And it, it's really weird. Some of them seem more, like, tasteful than others. I don't know if that's a thing. But it's probably the same thing with dating sites. But um, prisonpenpals.net, writeaprisoner.com, friends beyond the wall, Pentacon. I mean, these are all ones that you can go to. And it's They've got these cheesy profiles, which it's them talking about themselves a lot of them describe their a lot of them you can i i started going through a lot of profiles because i was super curious about all of it and some of them are just legitimately you can tell just looking for someone who shares the same interests and wanting to have something to do but i'd say like 90 percent uh was a lot of uh uh, sexual undertones, you know, pictures with their shirts off. Uh, well, here's an example of one inmate profile on uh, this one, I believe, is writeaprisoner.com. And his name's Travis, and the only picture of him is him flexing with his shirt off. And it says, That's enough. Stop daydreaming about what you think your kids would look like. In parentheses, cute though, right? Matter of fact, don't stop, because whatever it is you're on this website looking for just fell into your lap. (laughs) So it's like mostly clearly, you know, and then it's like their profiles have their conviction date, when their first eligible parole, are they in for life, are they on death row, yada, yada, yada. And then you can also, on this website, you can search for what they're in for. 
So, you know, actually, this is probably the most legitimate. What's your invert? What's your invert? This is like the most legitimate thing. I kind of, this site was pretty, uh, I don't know. Like, different inmates have different capabilities. Some of them can email, some of them can only have printed mail, so they all have instructions. You want a man that really takes control? (laughs) Go to datarapist.com. Right. (laughs) So they... Some of them can only communicate by, like, printed mail. So then some of these websites will... <laughs> you email the website, and then they print it out and mail it to them for you. They take care of all that. So, nice. but the inmates, I was like, well, what's the money? Why are there so many of these talk-to-a-prisoner websites? And the, the thing is, they charge the inmates to put up pictures of themselves. So they're making money off of the inmates per subscription to provide, if that makes sense. Where do the the inmates have money now well some of them work jobs in, in the in the pen making panties yeah making license plate and dildos <laughs> i don't know what they're making but they make our a, whole um system is kind of it up. is and we don't need to get into that i'm just <laughs> it's sad it's very sad but it, you know some of these people you are really shouldn't be able to make money uh incarcerating people but yeah. this is this is a little bit more innocent than other things yeah i mean so um, there are legitimate prisoners using this uh site to actually just you know connect with somebody and kill the time a little bit and you know they're probably really lonely and are you a killer you also like (laughs) killing time (laughs) oh i just you know a lot of them were (sighs) so so, okay so anyway so those are the the kind of more legitimate sites that seem a little bit more um geared toward just helping people connect but so then i got to these other sites there's one called inmate mingle which was like a a classy site it kind of felt like the uh i don't know e-harmony of uh (laughs) prison dating and their motto is making connections from the inside out yeah i mean like a lot of people like uh there's there's kind of like a rape culture in there where you know the the big guy (laughs) Uh, for power reasons, my you know make connections from the inside out. And <laughs> drop the soap and you know. Yeah, I you know I get control, like connecting with people <laughs> and people who are incarcerated or people too. It just it felt a little uh, what do I want to say sleazy, but I have to say my my all time favorite one uh, that I came across. I don't, I can't believe I looked at this many of them. But um, it's called conjugalharmony.com. How many did you sign up um, for? Seven. <laughs> Let's just say uh, that Bubba in Tempe, Arizona can expect a package tomorrow. Hey. <laughs> hey, Bubba out there, if you're listening, uh, be ready. So this one is called conjugalharmony.com. And I'm, I'm like 75% convinced it's fake. 25% fake uh, convinced it's not fake, but it's... In California, and they help if you want conjugal visits or whatever, they'll help do all the paperwork, whatever, for fee. Mm, all you that. gotta get it out. But their slogan is, the nagging stops when the bar slams shut. <laughs> I finally found a wife with the perfect amount of freedom and rights. Got so <laughs> their whole business model is, we don't care if you stay married to them, but we'll set you up with conjugal visits and uh, f- facilitate that whole process and they have all these profiles for women and i'm pretty sure a lot of them are fake (laughs) 
Her name's Brandy, 20, from California. Brandy! She's a fine girl. (laughs) Anyways, her hobbies and interests are, I play ping pong and dream I'm playing ping pong somewhere else, not prison. (laughs) (laughs) Why I deserve another chance. I try like hell to get the guards to cut me off a little something something, but they never do because they lose their job if we got caught or pregnant. I am so lonely and I can't live. If I know my whole life, I'll never taste another man. Will you be the glass I drink from? So deep. Oh, gross. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. But also intriguing. So they've got it where you can sign up. You can register. They'll facilitate the whole marriage process. So that brings us to uh, why would somebody do this? Why would... I don't know why someone would do this. There's probably a whole psychology behind it. I feel like the people that do have a reason, you know, they're probably desperate for attention or... So what you're into, hey, everybody's got something. That's true. But, uh, you know, so this whole website, I was like, well, why would you want a conjugal visit? What does a conjugal visit do? Gets you laid. Could. But only in four states. California, New York, Connecticut, and Washington are the only states left with conjugal visit privileges. Really? Yes. That sucks. And each state's different. And they don't call them conjugal visits anymore. They call them something like extended family visits. Because Yeah. It's not extended family visits like when you go to see go see grandma and <laughs> well she could God <laughs> and you have a barbecue and the cousins are there I read a I read a, a thing people talking about it and they said in the prisons they call them folk visits but you know anyways what can you expect at a conjugal visit well 36 to 72 hours every three to five months this is only for good behavior the person who's coming in has to have a background check. I was under the impression that a conjugal visit is just a fucking visit. No. It's 36... So this is like... so They couldn't use those... They can use those visits if they do have children. So it's basically... They set them up in this two-bedroom apartment with the TV and amenities and all that. It's kind of yeah, like a hotel. Yeah, I'm going to watch TV now that I'm out of prison right. for a few hours. <laughs> right. I'm saying like they have... It's just like setting them up in like one of those probably long-stay hotels. And they can... You know, kids, families, whatever can come. But most of the time, it's not. It's grown-ups mm-hmm. um 36 to 72 hours and they things you can be expected provided with are towels sheets toiletries condoms and lube hey that's that's a king's package yeah, right but you there. gotta be a good boy in prison or, hey. girl, or girl or girl so you know if you want the opportunity love is out there feel free to look up any of those sites uh there might be someone that has the same interests and you know a lot of these people just want to talk to somebody I don't think there's anything wrong with that, do you? No, it's fine. I'm all for it. But don't... I do think that the other 46 states should get on board and get these conjugal visits going. Why? Because these people, they want to... These are... These are people locked up in prison. They need to fuck. (laughs) You need to get it out. All right. I don't know that I agree with it. It's gonna be... It's gonna be bad. I mean, I mean, I'm sure you can jerk off all you want. Why don't we just let everyone out? No, they need to get. They can. They need to go fuck. Why? What's it gonna? It puts you in a better mood. It's good for you. It's healthy. Yeah, I guess whatever. But I'm gonna just throw some. You don't want uh, somebody who's in prison for a reason to be in a bad mood, do you? <laughs> you want them to be happy I can't, little I can't prisoners. Tell if you're being sarcastic. They're little happy little prisoners. It's good. <laughs> All they got is it's like thirty copies of Catcher on the Rye. Okay, they're bored. That's not, that's blacklisted literature. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you know, if you they're do, just watching these Mel's Hole documentaries. I, if you do decide to, <laughs> if pursue, only I could find a Mel's Hole, I'd get out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> I keep digging under my cell deeper and deeper. Yeah, if only there was a cabin that went eighty thousand feet or longer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, I'm just gonna say go for it if that's what you're into. If you're looking for love, you're maybe a little shy. Maybe you just need to communicate with someone via you know pen and paper. Be romanced. Draw some dicks. Draw some dicks. Do it. However, I'm going to throw a caution to the wind and tell you about Philip Carl Jablonski, oh which is an unfortunate name, but yeah. uh, basically just of it, he went to prison for 12 years for murdering his girlfriend. While he was incarcerated, he met his wife, Carol. They got married while he was in prison. She saw a newspaper person lad. You know, basically what we're talking about now. Nice. From Carl. Yeah, so they got married, yada, yada. He gets married. He gets released in 1990. After serving 12 years for murdering. And uh, one year later, he killed Carol, her mother, and two other women. Uh, one of which he, one of the victims, he actually cut off her ears and carved I Love Jesus onto her back. And uh, he's now on death row. So you can get friendly, but just know that uh, you might get murdered. They are... In trouble for a reason. Right. But I will say that Philip Carl Jablonski, which is a terrible name. It's because uh, of his name. It wasn't his fault. He's currently on death row, but you can buy his John Wayne Gacy remake. So he repaints John Wayne Gacy's paintings and sells them online. That's lame as shit ever. Right, right. It's like a cover band. Right. But you can also purchase a signed pair of his prison underwear for $75. I'll give you a signed pair. (laughs) So he's got that going for him, which is nice. (laughs) But, you know, murder your girlfriend and then your wife, and uh, then you can sell your underwear on the internet. I don't know why they're allowed to sell their underwear on the internet, but, you know, that's just... I don't know. Sex sells. Sex sells. Buy some Philip Carl panties and let me know how they smell. (laughs) All right, we're going to wrap up the episode after this message from our sponsor. Are you a lonely clown that has found yourself down and out? We know that behind the makeup and red nose is a lonely heart looking for love, not unlike a death row inmate. At clownsforcons.com, we match professional clowns with convicts looking for a laugh and a second chance. We promise that all of your jokes large shoes and tiny tiny cars are not only accepted but embraced at clowns for cons we work hard to connect you with love and regular clown juggle visits for a limited time only sign up and receive a free set of playing cards to bemuse your inmate with using offer code big deck now back to the show so here's my fun facts one the australian government lost a war in 1932 to the native emu population. Two, there is a gas crater in Turkmenistan that has been burning since 1971. It is known as the door to hell. Oh, so it's the Mel's door. To hell. Okay. They might go to the same place. Um, the largest ball of twine built by a community is located in Cocker City, Kansas. Cock. Ah, the circumference is 41.42 feet as of 2014, so it's probably bigger by now. 
In Switzerland, it is illegal to own just one guinea pig. You need to at least have two because they're social animals. I kind of like that. That should be a rule everywhere. Isn't that cute? And mark your calendars. May 29th is officially put a pillow in a fridge day. Why? (laughs) I don't know. All right. Well, let's talk about some additional search terms for this week. Um... One obvious one would be to search Philip Carl Jablonski's underwear. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how much they are. $75. Already. Oh, I already looked it up for you, but you can see what it looked like. Um, oh, let's also look up bird dung crab spider. Mm-hmm. Gulliver's Kingdom. Like Gulliver's Travels? Right, but Gulliver's Kingdom. And uh, go ahead and go to your images search and search for shot put. You will not be disappointed. Shot put still photo. Or just shot put and Google images. <laughs> so we got a bonus one this and week. And so if if you're ugly it'll make you feel good about your face. <laughs> All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in for the show. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Clear Your History Podcast. And otherwise we'll see you next time. And feel free to search some weird stuff and send it to us. Definitely. So thank you and bye. Bye.